by New England Recovery Center in Westboro and by Kubota Tractor and the New England Kubota Tractor Dealers. Time now for WEEI Football Sunday with Andy Gresh, Christian Arcane, and Mike Cadlick. Now, WEEI Football Sunday. This hour of WEEI Football Sunday is brought to you by Eagle Bank. Normally, we would talk to our friend Tom Curran. He's out on the golf course. Christian Foyer's got dad stuff to do in a little while. So he slides up into the Tom Curran spot and joins us on the Harbor One Hotline, proudly presented by VA New England Healthcare. Are you a veteran? VA New England Healthcare provides state-of-the-art healthcare benefits to those who served our country. Call 844-VA-CARES. Learn more about the benefits you earned and deserve. Call 844-VA-CARES. Hey, Foyer, no uh, Sunday TV for you, friend. No, no, no Sunday pregame show. I love it. It's about time. It's a nice little break, but we got we got late night uh, TV. We're going to do so. Maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll revisit that Thursday night game. That seems like it was like two weeks ago. Oh, it? It seems man. Like it was so long ago, especially after the pomp and circumstance of yesterday. And quickly, I want to start there because you were a part of it for CBS Sports Network. You were in the belly of the beast. One of the people that didn't get to talk to Robert Kraft. Uh, just kind of your summation of the the whole day, and maybe some thoughts on Kraft and Belichick sort of uh, making themselves available yesterday. Yeah, it was interesting, you know, just how fortunate they were that they just happened to have a Thursday night game and the first time ever holding this game in Gillette. I thought that was quote unquote interesting and fortuitous. I'll put it that way. Um, but it was a cool event. You saw Bill, you know, on uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, ESPN with their countdown show that they do, you know, with putting the helmet on and you know, Kraft making all the rounds and you know, um, I just thought it was cool that they were able to get this game because it's 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 Philly doesn't want to give it up, Baltimore doesn't want to give it up. I think Kraft went really out of his way to make sure this happened. And this is and he's been working on this for at least four to five years. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they were able to get it and I think everybody was happy with it. It was a really cool environment. There's people, you know, midshipmen cadets all over the place. You know, uh, and I'm sure they're gonna try and get it again because this is as close to a Super Bowl as this city will ever get. You know, not even the World Cup I think will kinda you know, uh, compare as far as, you know, the amount of people that are in town. So heard a lot of war stories, heard a lot, a lot of, met a lot of generals, you know, telling war stories. And that was probably the coolest thing for me is just listen to some of these, you know, four and five star generals give like a, a recount of some of the, you know, crazy, you know, battles that they were in something that none of us will even can even imagine. So that was cool. Fourier, uh, you heard about, I don't know, five minutes in the second half, Herb Street and Al Michaels talking about the Bill Belichick, Robert Kraft thing uh, in the McAfee show on College Game Day yesterday. They brought it back up again. What did you think? You said Robert Kraft was making the rounds. What did you think of uh, sort of the commentary around it, and what did you think of Kraft's answers or non-answers yesterday? Well, the only one I think that's getting the most play, and you guys correct me if I'm wrong, this is the only one I saw, uh, was the whole McAfee with, you know, I feel sorry for you. I, I was trying to figure out, like, is that like him saying, listen, I know what you're going to do. I don't envy your position having to fire the greatest coach of all time. Is that what we're supposed to take from that? Like, I'm curious. That's what it, that's sounded, what it sounded, sounded like to like, me. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what did you, how'd you take it? Well, yeah, that's exactly how I took it. And I was like, I'm not buying it. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think Bill's going anywhere. I think Bill's going to finish off his contract. I feel that more than ever um, after being really conflicted with it, you know, during the, 
really like the either crappy part of the season so far. Uh, but I don't think he's going anywhere. I don't personally. Um, um, and I think McAfee, whether he has some inside information, whether like I don't think Kraft would have said, "Hey, just so you know, like uh, we're getting rid of this guy. You can ask me about this," or, or you know, I, I don't think so at all. I don't think he's going anywhere. But hell, if Bill does decide to leave, like he should get his ass on TV right away because he's freaking good at it. For I'm curious what you think of you know the win on Thursday for this team mixed with Belichick and Kraft being on College Game Day, being the center of attention in Foxborough yesterday. Is that going to help the Crafts make a decision on Bill at all? Do you think you know them winning that game and them seeing sort of the the football historian, football guy that Belichick is, the respect he has across not only the league but you know in college football circles as well? Like, do you think just this weekend does Belichick any favors, you know, long term for the team? I don't think anything that he does outside of the building, outside of the stadium, has anything to do with whether or not he's always been funny. He's always been good, like outside of the, the, the pre and post game show. He's always been engaged and always I've had my best conversations with him when I used to interview him, you know, after the, the red light went off, like that was the best part of it. Like we, and he wouldn't leave the red light would go back on and we'd have to like, we'd be, you know, I'd be out there having a talk with him and Glenn and Lou would be carrying on with the show. So to me, you know, that has nothing to do with it. The only thing I think they're going to take into account is his ability to coach. Do they believe he, he can turn it around? Do they have faith in him? That's really the only thing that I think matters. And I think what one, and I don't think any decisions have been made yet. I don't think they're going to make any rash decisions. I'm not going to rush and just like, look at this year or the last four years of any indication. Um, but if you're looking for a sign of whether or not he'll stay, I would, you know, look at the last four weeks of the season and see how the players respond. Cause all of them should Normally, historically, most guys say, screw it, I'm done. You know, I, I, and, and with this team, they're not doing it. Well, it's funny you bring that up because I was going to ask Christian, do you think that uh, it's not so much about the wins and losses the next four weeks? It's more of how the team responds. Are they in it? Maybe they do end up stealing a win along the way or whatever. Do you think it's as much about the wins and losses for Bill down the stretch, maybe relative to Kraft, or is it more about the other stuff that maybe an owner who's owned a team for 30 years would be looking for and try to see? Well, let's just see. Like, If, if Kraft want, is willing to go the distance with Bill to make sure that he gets that record, um, and Bill – and there's no sign of Bill like being able to turn it around, man. You're you're gonna marry. You're gonna be married to another three, four year process because that may be how long it takes for him to get it done. If you're if that's what you that's what's really important to you. Um, so I don't think I don't think any of that. Do I think they all want it? Of course, but I don't think they're willing to have, you know, to suffer and and grind through it to get it because then you just looks desperate and it's just kind of pathetic. If and it's obvious like you're only keeping him around because you want him to break this record. I don't really think Bill would want to do that. I don't, but you know, what the hell do I know? I know he's got one year left on his contract and I don't believe that they're going to push him out the door with one year left on it. It for, makes more sense to keep him. Well, <laughs> we'll see how the rest of the year goes. It does. Uh, for yeah. you, we did talk about this and I heard you talking about it a little bit at the uh, WEEI key party at the harp on Friday. Um, but I wanted to sort of know with the, you know, hindsight being what it is a couple days later, any other things you noticed about the uh, performance from Bailey Zappi, anything you think uh, maybe about his future with the team based off of that? Well, definitely that first half. Listen, Bailey Zappi, 
Not a roller coaster. Not a roller coaster. That's all that matters. Do I think that Bailey Zappi is a future quarterback of the, of the New England Patriots? No. Do I think he'll that's, uh, he'll finish off the season? Yes, unless he gets hurt, which I think is a possibility. Um, and, and maybe you see Mac back in there, but um, I don't think Zappi is the answer. I don't think Mac is the answer. Um, I think Zappi's probably earned himself a, a backup job because it is interesting how um, Zappi and Bill O'Brien interact compared to how Mac and O'Brien interact. I don't know if that can be worthy of a thing, but I do think that Bill O'Brien, even though he, you know, pushed him out the door, because I'm sure Bill O'Brien had something to do with, you know, telling Bill this ain't the guy, and then bringing him back. I do think there may be, there may be, there like there's, you know, uh, I don't know, like a newfound respect for the other guy based on how resilient he's been this year. You know, I think Bill O'Brien respects that, and I think there's a part of that where, you know, he may just, you know, like him a little bit more now. And I guess it's waited. We'll have to wait and see. We were debating this earlier, but we're talking about the quarterbacks now, obviously. So next season, you you mentioned Zappi might have earned himself a backup role. Um, And Kraft yesterday on game day, too, said that, you know, we want to get back to winning and essentially we want to get back to winning soon. So is there answer a quarterback next season? Is it is it a veteran guy? Uh, Do they take someone in the draft? Like, what do you think they will do? And what do you think is the best course moving forward? Man, if they have a uh, veteran guys are going to, there's not going to be many of them out there that are actually viable in my opinion. So if you keep the number two spot, I don't, I think they're getting another quarterback. I think they kind of have to, I mean, you know, um, cause there's no way you're keeping Mac. And if you don't have a veteran, if like Kirk Cousins says he's not coming, he's, Kirk Cousins is still going to be in Minnesota. I don't think they're going to get rid of Kirk Cousins. So I don't know who a veteran quarterback is who, you know, we want Geno Smith. I mean, I mean, might as well just keep Bailey Zappi if that's the case. So I think they need to restart, and that's fine. Then they're like all the other NFL teams who don't have a quarterback every three to four years going back into the draft because they don't they don't like the one they already Ooh, have. Oh, yeah. So basically, you'd be willingly possibly signing up for six win seasons for we become the Houston Texans then. Yeah, until you get it right, or oh, you're the Buffalo Bills until God. you get it right, or the Miami Dolphins, or you're the Jets where you can never get it right. <laughs> I mean, I mean, honest to God, I mean, even the Jacksonville Jaguars, they thought they had it with Blake Bortles. That didn't work out right. Now they think they believe it with, they have it with Trevor Lawrence. It's just it's an endless cycle in the NFL, and it's so unbelievably predictable. It happens all the time. It's, all, that's, it's just amazing. It's just, and and that's, just, that's just life in the NFL. You find one, now you start building. Hell, we thought Mac was the guy, and I've talked to a couple of people when I was at the stadium, and the one thing that they we were just comparing quarterbacks in the draft and I said Caleb Williams or Drake May, and the guy that was you know on the field was like Drake. Drake May is is uh, helps you sleep at night, but Caleb Williams' ceiling is best to ever do it. And I was like, you're telling me that Caleb Williams' ceiling is the best that ever that will ever do it. So he's Peyton Manning and Tom Brady? No, mm. you're exaggerating even that. I don't believe that. That's unrealistic in itself. So even putting that on a guy like Caleb Williams or like is like almost like irresponsible. There's not a chance in hell you're going to be Tom Brady. You'll be, you'll be, you'll be, try to be, you know, I don't know, like uh, Drew Brees. Use that as your as your guy. Don't use Tom Brady. So we'll see what happens. Fourier, there's a uh, Patriots free Sunday here. So I want to ask you, who is the biggest disappointment? Which team is the biggest disappointment in the NFL this year? Other than the Patriots? Other than the Patriots. Wow, the Buffalo Bills. Wait, do you consider them the biggest disappointment in the league, though? 
well, based on like where I had them, I mean, listen, the the gap between being making the playoffs and being and having the number two pick in the draft is freaking remarkably disappointing for me. Absolutely, uh, based on how we thought it was going to go. But after them, the Bills are a massive disappointment. They just they have seemed like the they have infighting. They have massive issues with their coach. Their coach is being dragged through the mud. They're going to probably like their offensive coordinator is getting a lot of heat. Josh Allen looks like the guy that you were worried about when he's coming out of Wyoming. Like all those things are coming together. It's like, holy crap. Like you're so far away from that, you know, uh, whatever, 21 points in 15 seconds when you played against the Chiefs and everyone thought you were going to just naturally just, you know, evolve into like the Chiefs. It's not happening. I actually look at that team and I go, man, is Sean Dermott state? Is he, is he safe? Is that, is that a team where you say, listen, we've only gone so far, like maybe we should, you know, change there. I think that's on the table, too. Has anyone I'm ever in a team meeting said anything as wild or made an analogy as wild as Sean McDermott's was uh, four years ago? No, and I'm, I'm amazed. Like, there wasn't somebody in the back, like, making facial expressions and waving their hands and saying, no, no, abort, <laughs> abort. This is terrible. It's like, it's just, I know what they're trying to do. They're trying to, like, you know, really kind of twist it and, like, really, you know, get their attention, you know, and this the analogy is just, just certain things you shouldn't use as an analogy, you know? Like, that's one of them, you know? So, listen, and that's my point. When I saw that, I'm like, gosh, if he doesn't, the only, he's got to win. He's got to win because, you know, it's looking like he doesn't know what he's doing. You know, I know Gresh is a huge fan of Sean McDermott. It's like one of his favorite coaches. Oh, yeah. So, we'll see what happens. Yeah, it's one of his favorite. You know, the hard you your wrestling coach that wants to fight everybody <laughs> and wrestle them. Exactly. Uh, he might be wrestling for a job next year. Who knows? Yeah, I think he will. Yeah. Uh, all right, Foyer, uh, enjoy bye, the boys. day. Uh, stay out of the uh, flood area, and hopefully we can uh, all find our way in here tomorrow morning. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go win a basketball, a sixth grade basketball team. Let's go. Let's no, go. go get him. Go. All right, friend, go get, go get him. him. All right, there goes, there, there goes uh, our guy Christian Foyer <laughs> with us on the Harbor One Hotline brought to us by the Department of Veteran Affairs. Reverend Arcan has something next. It's not a preview, no. but he's got some kind of sermon. And Don't you, miss it. You will get it next from the Reverend. Here he is ready to tread. Now more of the guys. This is WEEI Football Sunday on WEEI. Good morning, congregation. It is I, the Reverend Arkan, here for another sermon on this Sunday. Unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on how you look at it, there's no game to preview today. No. So we're going to do something a little bit different here, Brother Gresh, uh, Brother Cadlick, and Brother Joseph back behind the glass. We are going to do something that I think is long overdue, by the way. We're going to see which one of you two knows more about football. We're going to have a little oh. battle of the brains here on oh, the, uh, on the Sunday this. morning, Sunday service uh, between Gresh and Cadillac. Now, there are two categories here, and they both have to do with this season, this season of NFL football. Right. You can do general NFL or the Patriots. I have eight questions each, so this could end in a tie. If it does, we'll get to a tie. Right. So church turned into a game show? Let's church go. is now a game show. It's like Baby Billy's Bible Bonkers. I don't know if you guys watch Righteous Gemstones, but that's basically what this is. That was my inspiration for this. And uh, Gresh, it's your show, so go ahead and pick. Do you want Patriots or NFL for your first question? I mean, I guess I'll go. You know what? I'll go curveball. I'll go NFL for the first NFL question. NFL for the first question. All right. You get a uh, first crack at it. If you miss it, then uh, Brother Cadillac here can try and steal. So here is question number one, general NFL. In week two, Travis Kelsey passed this Hall of Famer turned media member for fourth most receptions by a tight end all time. 
fourth by a tight end all time. Yes. Let's see, because there's Gonzalez, there's Shannon Sharp, there's uh, Olsen Count. I'm trying to think. <laughs> nice. Oh, well done. I didn't expect this in church. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I guess I'll go Tony Gonzalez. Tony Gonzalez, final answer? Yeah. yeah. That is incorrect. Uh, incorrect, Brother Gresh. Uh, Cadlick, what do you think it is? Fourth all-time. Fourth all-time. He passed him to be fourth all-time. This guy's now fifth all-time. Because I know Gonzalez and Sharp are in there. I feel like Gonzalez is first, though. I, I, I kind of think so, too, which would mean Shannon Sharp would be second. I'm going to... Uh, you know what? I now know the answer, I would I would say. I'm going to go... I'm going to go with Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp is... Correct! Let's go. Cadlick oh. with the steal. I All was right. going to go with uh, Antonio <laughs> Gates upon thinking about uh, it. But is he media? Well, uh, that's the thing. He is in media, though. No, because okay. he can't speak. Um, <laughs> let's go ahead. And, uh, Cadlick, you have control of the board. Patriots or NFL? We'll go Pats. Pats. All right. First Pats question here. Uh, the only Patriot to win an in-season award this year, so far anyway, is who? Uh, Christian Gonzalez. Christian Rookie Gonzalez. Rookie of the month is correct. That is correct. So there's pretty two easy for one. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, next Give one: Patriots or NFL? I'll go Patriots. Gresh is going to go Patriots. This will be the first time the Patriots have had back-to-back losing seasons since these two seasons. Gresh. Oh my God! Uh, it would have been. 92-93-92-93-92-93-94-season-is-correct-that-is-correct-very-good-andy-gresh-that's-how-the-end-of-with-blood-so-got-it-with-the-92-93-all-right-catholic-leads-two-to-one-uh-cat-you-control-the-board-
Is it Mafi then so? That's my answer. Andrew's Mafi so. That is incorrect. Ah. That is incorrect. Uh, Grash, would you like to steal? Andrew, so, and Moffy. Andrew, so, and Moffy. There we go. Sounds like a law firm. I was just (laughs) going (laughs) to Sounds like something. Grash, you're on the board there with a steal Uh, and a chance to get within one point, Patriots or NFL. I'll go uh, Patriots. Patriots, okay. The game, this game, which the Patriots lost by 35 points, was the worst loss of Bill Belichick's head coaching career. Oh, it's Dallas. The Dallas game is correct. There's a couple of easy ones. That was a good layup in there. That was a layup. He had a layup earlier, so I figured I'd uh, I'd even it out. All right, Cadillac, you're up by one. Patriots or NFL? All right. uh, We'll go back to the NFL. Back to the NFL. The Chiefs lost to this team on opening night. Oh, the Lions. The Lions is correct. How about that? And they're showing some rah 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 St. Brown up there too yeah. on the, because the Lions have kind of started to slide a little, yeah, a little bit. bit. Well, injuries to their D line is hurting. I thought a lot. that would be harder because I was looking back over the schedule and was like, oh yeah, they played the Lions in Week One, yeah. and he just knew it right off. I the just top. remember it was a weird one. <laughs> it I was just, a weird game. Yeah. That's yeah. true. All right, uh, Gresh, NFL Patriots. Uh, NFL. All right, in Week Twelve, this defensive back set the record for most interception returns for touchdowns in a season with five of them. Which uh, defensive back is that? Damn it. Five in a season. Yes. Good Lord. See, my uh, instant reaction was going to be Jalen Ramsey because it's one that I remembered. Uh, I don't know. There was the whitehead dude from the Jets, but that was. uh, Oh, that's probably the answer. Damn it. All right. I'll go with whitehead against the Jets. Whitehead against the Jets. Yeah. Or whitehead for the Jets, I should say. Whitehead for the Jets is wrong. Kevin, can you steal this one? It is uh, Cowboys cornerback Deron Bland. That is correct. It is Deron Bland. Wow. Deron Bland. And he had one of those against the Patriots. Or did he have two against the Patriots? He did? He at least had one. I think he just had the one. There was two interceptions, one pick six. Yep. I believe is uh, how that one went. All right. Cadillac now leads six to three. He's running away with this one. You want Patriots or NFL here, Cadillac? Let's do NFL. NFL, okay. This season, both Lamar Jackson and Russell Wilson hit the 5,000 career rushing yards mark, joining these two quarterbacks who had already done it. Who are the two quarterbacks who had already cleared 5,000 yards? One of them's Michael Vick. Michael Mm -hmm. Vick is correct. The other one is probably before your time would be my guess. Unless I'm I'm wrong. I have two thoughts, and I think it's one one of them. Steve Grogan. (laughs) I'm gonna Bobby go Douglas. with. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Gino Fran Tarkenton. Fran Tarkenton is incorrect. Ah. Okay, uh, so his... Vic is one of them. Can you name the other one? Gresh to steal. It would be a big I'm steal for gonna you. Gonna say Randall Cunningham. Randall Cunningham is wrong. My other, my other guess was Steve Young. The other one was Cam Newton. Cam oh, Newton. damn it. We were looking There's, for Cam you know what? Newton. Now I want to look up how many career rushing <laughs> yards Randall Cunningham had. It's a, like, am I completely way off? Because Cam Newton would make total sense. Yeah, that was, uh, that was a missed opportunity. That's right. one where you overthink it a little bit. Um, okay, I believe it is Gresh's turn. Gresh, Patriots or NFL? Uh, let's go uh, Patriots. Okay, these two Patriots are time- tied for the team lead in interceptions with two each. <laughs> <laughs> Christian Gonzalez is one of them, I think, even though he's hurt, I think. And uh, let's see, who would have gotten, who would have gotten two picks? Not Peppers, not Mills, not Phillips. Jonathan Jones. It's probably a linebacker. And so I'm gonna go. Uh, I don't know, Gonzalez and 
Tavai? I don't know. That is wrong. Both of those are wrong. Damn. Both of those are wrong. Gonzalez is wrong. And Tavai right. is wrong. Uh, Cadillac, you can steal. When you said linebacker, my eyes lit up because I thought it was Tavai. Um, it's good. It's Jabril Peppers, I believe, Jabril is Jabril Peppers is one of them. That's correct. And the other one is... It's Kyle Duggar? Kyle Duggar is correct. Ooh, Kyle Duggar wow. is Jabril Peppers. Yeah, couple safeties. Currently Good lead the team All right. with uh, two two interceptions each. And By there the way, you go. Randall Cunningham, 4,928. No. Oh, wow. Oh, so awesome. he was just, just short. short. Wow. Just short. God dang. Damn. Too bad. All right. Uh, Cadillac, where do you want to go? All right. Uh, what was that, Patriots? We'll do back to the NFL. Back to the NFL. In April, this team and First Energy Corporation agreed to end their stadium naming rights following the company's involvement in a nuclear bribery scandal. Oh. I think that's... Is that a big deal? <laughs> big deal, no big deal. Yeah, yeah. right? Bribery scandal? What a bribery scandal. First Energy, I think... Isn't that college football now? Isn't just everybody yeah. getting bribed? Yeah. Uh, Cleveland, the Browns. Cleveland Browns is correct. It was wow, the Cleveland right. Browns. Very good. Um, all right, that uh, gives it back to Gresh. You want NFL or do yeah, you want I'll, Patriots? I'll go uh, NFL. Okay. This was the interim coach in Indianapolis between Frank Reich and Shane Steichen. Was it Matt? No, it couldn't have been Eberflus because he was already in. Uh... Oh, Jeff Saturday. Jeff yeah, Saturday. It took me a minute there. I was like, wait a minute, what? Tried to sneak that one past you. Yeah, right. no, that was good. Uh, Gresh back on the board now. Still has some work to do. Jeff if he wants Saturday, to catch up here. a wonderful guy, by the way. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, my, have... my in-laws have a place down in Amelia Island, Florida, and he's like three buildings over. Oh, really? They have one of these, uh, like, Fourth uh, uh, of July deals or whatever, and everybody's doing the parade. Yeah. All of a sudden, I turn and look, and I'm like, oh, my God, there's Jeff Saturday standing That's there. That's pretty cool. He's like, yeah, I've been here forever. <laughs> Rich people. All right, yeah, we got uh, two Patriots questions left and one NFL question left, Catholic. Uh, we'll go Patriots. Patriots. All right. This Patriot leads the league in ta- or leads the team in tackles. Oh boy. Oh. Devon gotcha. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna go with Kyle Duggar, but I'm not confident in it. Kyle Duggar is incorrect. <clears throat> Gresh, you can steal. I'll go Jawan Bentley. Jawan Bentley is also incorrect. He was mentioned <clears throat> earlier. It's Jelani Tavai, and he has one more tackle than Bentley. Oh. Ah! Uh, so there you go. No Damn. one uh, no one gets that one. All right, we have two questions left. One Patriots, one NFL. Grash, what do you want? Uh, but Tavai jumped off sides more and not been called for <laughs> yeah, it probably than, true. Uh, than Jawan Bentley. I guess I'll go Patriots. Patriots, okay. The Patriots lost these two wide receivers in free agency in the offseason. Ooh. <laughs> Who are the they two? lost yeah. two? The two that uh, flew away. The, two, oh, that, I, okay. the okay. two that got away. Oh, I have. Dear you, you Lord. you got to know one of them. Uh, one of them has been talked about a lot this year. One of them has been talked. I mean, we I certainly put, talked about him one one of these weeks. Yeah, I I definitely put uh, this out of my head. Mac Jones probably really misses him. Oh, uh, Myers. Yeah, Myers. Won. Okay, I don't know why I'm helping. After you. that, <laughs> it's, okay, it's all right. It's all right. No, Myers, anyway, I know yeah. the other Myers one. was the low hanging fruit. I don't. Yeah. I don't remember the other one. I don't know. Who is it? Given okay. Uh, Kembrell Tompkins. I don't nope. know. Cadillac. It is uh, Ravens wide receiver Nelson Aguilar. That is correct. It's Jacoby oh. Myers and Nelson Aguilar. And here we go. The final question. I couldn't wait for Aguilar to go, I guess. Yeah. So I put it out of my mind. Forget but holy it. cow. This is the last question, so we'll just make it a toss-up. Yeah, First yeah. one to shout out the answer All wins. Right. This year, ESPN Plus exclusively streamed an international game featuring a youth-oriented alternate broadcast on Disney+, Plus, a live animated version of the game between the Falcons and Jaguars portrayed by characters from this movie. 
Toy God. Story. Yeah, go ahead. Toy Story Toy is Story. correct. Cat was all over that. Yeah. I've never, I've never seen Toy Story at all. I've really? Never, I've never had a reason. Cadillac oh. wins in a route. Yeah, <laughs> <It's all good. laughs> that's fine. There I'm you go. A, nice job. I'm good not job. a uh, movie guy to begin with, but <laughs> yeah. that whole Toy Story thing, like I was asking for context and clarity on how it all worked when we were sitting here. That yeah, because we I didn't get it. Morning, yeah, we had it on yeah. that morning. I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> had no idea. I also forgot about Nelson Aguilar. Yeah. What kind of numbers has he put up? He's been good. He has like three times. Remember he had did like a backflip yeah. in the end zone or something? Like yeah, he he's been doing pretty the well there. Yeah. Baltimore. It's uh, uh it's it's unfortunate. And right. Johnu Smith has been awesome too. Yeah, uh Aguilar's <laughs> year is uh twenty catches, two hundred and eighty two yards, and three touchdowns. Two eighty two yards? Yeah, two hundred and not a lot of yards, yeah. but it's a lot more touchdowns than anybody's yeah, got I was here. Gonna say, than, like what, Hunter Henry, what do you do last year? Let's see. Here last year it was thirty one catches for three sixty two and two. And there he's at uh, twenty two eighty two and three. Although it uh it does look like uh Aguilar has uh, not started a bunch of games there, whereas clearly here he was uh starting. Can you believe that Aguilar in his last year in Vegas went 48 catches, 896, and eight touchdowns. That's why you got paid here. Yeah, Good. way too much money. Good grief. Well, that was a uh, that was a fun exercise. We might oh, have yeah, enjoyed it. No, we might have to uh we have to keep doing that considering these I know we'll have a game next Sunday, but nobody will believe that the Patriots have a chance <laughs> in it against Kansas City. Although Kansas City is, and I know we're gonna get to the games later on. There's also some teams we've scouted already. So maybe on one of the repeat we you know against oh, the Jets or something good. like that. We can I bring like this back. it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Kansas City is in an interesting spot. They lose, but they come home after a loss, but they're playing Buffalo. Yep. And Josh Allen, I think, has said after playing up in Orchard Park, the next place he loves to play is in Arrowhead. So it plays kinda, well there, too. Yeah. It's kind of one of those what gives situations because if you're the Bills, your back's clearly up against the wall and your coach is under fire. And if you're Kansas City, well, you lost a game. This has so become, normally you don't lose two in a row. This Bills Chiefs has become my favorite new NFL rivalry. I love every time they play. I love watching the two play because you know Allen and Mahomes clearly some respect for one another. They always play well against each other. You go back to that you know thirteen seconds game in the playoffs, and it's just I'm looking forward to this one. It's a good rivalry that's sort of butted over the last couple of years. Now I'm trying to see. Uh, so the uh, Kansas City has lost two of their last three. Didn't expect them to lose to uh, Green Bay, although. They did catch uh, Jordan Love on a bit of a heater. Past five games, he's uh, he's been pretty good. Yeah, wonder, he has. wonder how far back you have to go to see Kansas uh, to find if Kansas City has uh, lost consecutive games in a row, and especially with one of those being home. There's got to be uh, there's got to be some numbers out there on that. Uh, we are keeping an eye on inactives. And uh, I know that normally this is where we would bring you the Catches Law Injury Report, the injury update sponsored by the Catches Law Group, the official law firm of the New England Patriots, where you pay nothing unless Catches wins at CatchesLaw.com. A couple things on the Patriots. You did have uh, Trent Brown rotating a left tackle with Connor McDermott. Um, we know that uh, T.J. Watt left the game. It's funny, T.J. Watt got crowned on the first play of the game under the chin, came back in, Said he was a little woozy or whatever. Couldn't maybe see straight. They kept playing him. Now he's in concussion protocol. Weird. Yeah. Boy, it is. Funny you're right, Arkan. Yeah. yeah. Who would have thought that uh, that uh, a team would have been like, no, 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 you're, you're okay. Glad, glad the league's taking fine. it seriously, yeah. <laughs> you want to go back in there, go back in there. Yeah, they, you know what? It's really funny, Arkan, that you kind of joke like that because doesn't that really what it comes down to? Like if the player raises his hand and is like, yo, I can't see straight, that's fine. Or it's. 
hey, give me the smelling salts. I can see enough. You just don't admit it to <laughs> yeah. him and you run yourself back in the game. I guess depending on uh, how much of a hardo you really are. Derek Carr, he had a concussion. He's trying to play today, too. He's it's gonna, yeah, you know, pretty they're amazing. expecting him to go. Uh, so uh, from the Patriots' end, relatively healthy. I don't think anybody else got uh, really truly dinged up in the game. Uh, and in terms of the big injury today that people were keeping an eye on that would have a fantasy impact, uh, looks like Trevor Lawrence is going to be up for Jacksonville yeah. today, but they showed him walking on the sidelines, and it he he don't look right. Like that's one of those where if you're in fantasy and you're playing Lawrence because you have to, then you have to. But we also got to remember Christian Kirk got hurt in that game last week for Jacksonville, yeah. and even if Lawrence is upright, losing Kirk is massive for him. Yeah, that's yeah. uh I mean that that offense still has Ridley and you know the good running game with Etienne and you know I think that they'll probably be okay so long as Lawrence doesn't really hurt himself but losing Kirk is huge. He's one of the more underrated receivers I'd say in the whole league Agreed. and he's been a real uh real security blanket all throughout even in that bad year when uh what's his name did Jackass was over there co- coaching him. Yeah, Urban Meyer. But uh yeah, that's uh that's a tough loss for them and you know this is one of those games. I mean, it's Cleveland, who's also, you know, got Joe Flacco starting a quarterback. I have no idea what to expect. In this Some game. of these quarterback matchups <laughs> yeah. today, good Lord. Like, come on. Yeah, it's interesting. And that whole, the Jacksonville thing, too, is interesting because, you know, big game for them. They're 8-4 and four playing against Cleveland, who you mentioned. Joe Flacco starting, but a hell of a defense and a quarterback who isn't going to be able to move. They're literally just going to have to snap the ball and throw. He's not going to be able to get around in the pocket. So you wonder how fast, if he re-injures himself against that, you know, that Browns defensive front like that's I'm not saying they should sit him down because I don't their their backup is like what was the kid from Iowa what was it CJ Beathard oh yeah so like Bobby Beathard's grandson yeah so I, I don't know how much I like that for them but you, you got to be careful with Lawrence in this spot well and I also think weather is a massive factor everywhere today I know in Baltimore they're going to get some Jaguars are playing in Cleveland I don't know if that storm is necessarily going to ding them there yeah. as well so weather could end up being a factor with Lawrence he's moving around pretty good uh, so you got to figure that a he took care of it, or b maybe it wasn't so bad, or drugs are good. Yeah, <laughs> There's right. a doll shot that he can take that will end up uh, helping Trevor Lawrence kind of uh, get through this game. We'll take a peek at some of uh, the other inactives. Let you know if there's anything else from a uh, fantasy wise standpoint that you need to know, and uh, and then we're going to start to look ahead towards the games of this week in the NFL. They are not great. We also have to have a discussion, at least early on with a month out here, on all of the directions the Patriots could go at the end of the season. We will get to all that coming up on WEEI Football Sunday. We are right back to WEEI Football Sunday on WEEI. This has a midnight cue feel to it, I'll tell you that, for those of you who like Family Guy. It is uh, WEEI Football Sunday. We will get into all of the uh, different roads that the Crafts or the Patriots could go down at the end of the year. Uh, But let's slide back to college for a moment here, gents, because yesterday, Jaden Daniels won the Heisman Trophy. 
Uh, and, of course, it was a uh, – for those who do follow college football, you get to see uh, Brian Kelly peacock around as if he actually did something this year <laughs> other than collect $10 million in a place where it's really, really cheap to live. Down a bunch in, of weird videos that he put out there. I mean, yeah. it, it is they're something that guy. They're yeah. spinning around. And yeah. all those guys, I mean, it's like 71-year-old Nick Saban out there trying to sling the lingo of the youngs and all that, whatnot. Good grief. But – Jaden Daniels ended up winning the Heisman. Michael Penix, the quarterback of Washington, ended up second in that Heisman voting. And, gentlemen, thus begins the quarterback college evaluations. And I almost feel bad for Jaden Daniels because, unfortunately, I think there will be a lot of folks who don't dig in on him that will just use the, well, if you're the Heisman winner, you can't be that good in the pros. And unfortunately for that kid, I hope that there aren't just a lot of people out there that just sort of say that, look at him and fairly evaluate the guy and don't kind of hold the Heisman against him. Because even I really wondered if he was going to win it. I thought there was a chance because Washington made it to the college football playoff, Arcan, that Penix might steal this thing. Yeah, I thought there was a a chance maybe, but... You know, once once that all sort of went down the way it did, it kind of seemed like it was a it was a foregone conclusion. And listen, not every Heisman winner is bad. Derrick Henry was a good pro. Lamar Jackson, like there's been even recently, Burrow was a Heisman winner. Like that's you've, true. You've got examples of Heisman winners who went on to be good. And it depends, I think, on how blue chip of a prospect you are. And I don't know that uh, you know I like him, but I don't know that Daniels is a blue chip prospect. I think he's a good college player, and he may sort of fall into that bucket because sometimes you know you're just a great college player, and it doesn't carry over. Sometimes it's just you're the man and it's going to be good for you no matter where you go, no matter what team you get drafted to. I sort of feel like, uh, you know, Devontae Smith, you kind of felt like wherever he went, he'd make an impact. He's been tremendous for the Eagles so far, uh, you know, and uh, Henry and, you know, guys like that. I just sort of feel like there's every once in a while you sort of just look at the guy and you think, all right, whatever happens, this guy is going to be fine. Right. I don't know. I feel that way about Daniel. I'm with you. I like Jaden Daniels as a prospect. Um, Again, I don't think he should be the first overall pick. And maybe like you said, Gresh, that sort of that Heisman, while it all, it may defer teams. It also, you might look at the guy and say, well, you're the best player in college football. You deserve to be the number one overall pick. And I don't think it's going to go that far. I think it's probably still Caleb Williams as a lock, but you know, relating it back to the, did he even get a vote by the way? Because uh, he won it last year. Yeah, I don't he? think he did. Did he get one vote this year? I don't think so. No. And, but the only release, I think it's the top five. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll dig in yeah, and see. No, because I saw J.J. McCarthy got a first yeah, place McCarthy got a vote. <laughs> he got a first place vote. I saw some crazy wow. article on that. But, uh, yeah, no, Dan, I mean, Daniels, again, like, he's going to, and they're going to evaluate him, and he's he's going to get, you know, top five looks in, in these mock drafts and, you know, things like that because he can throw the football. He, he's obviously a very talented runner. Uh, he's a little on the thinner side, so you're going to want to see him put on some weight to try and take on some of those NFL hits. But, I mean, I look at, uh, again, I look at, uh, like, not, I don't want to compare him to Lamar Jackson, but the way that he can sort of play, a um, couple reads, whatever you want to do, and then, you know, kind of tuck it and run it, that's huge in this league. And uh, I, I look at, too, he's he's a, a veteran in college. Like, he's 24, 20, I think he's almost 25 years old, if I mm-hmm. if I'm correct. So, like, People gravitate towards that as well. You look at Baker Mayfield ended up as the number one overall pick because he played in college for a while and he understands an offense. And, you know, 
both him and Jaden Daniels moved from program to program and it succeeded elsewhere. So if you can take on a couple different offenses, it shows you understand the game. You know well. what? Jaden Daniels is about to turn 23. Yeah, yeah, he just oh, okay. turned 22. Oh, so he's even a little bit so younger. He, it, he, it's not, basically, it's not going to get held against him. Right. Uh, like one of the things that was used against Malik Cunningham was that if someone did like him as a quarterback, it would be tough to fully invest in him because he turned 25, I think. Sure. I think I think either Malik Cunningham is on the doorstep or might be just a frog hair older than Matt, believe it or not. Oh, it's crazy. They're yeah. very similar in uh, in age. But Arcan, good pull by you. So the top ten, uh, the top ten in the Heisman voting went. Jaden Daniels, Penix, Bo Nix of Oregon was third. Mm-hmm. Marvin Harrison was fourth. Jordan Travis of Florida State, the kid who got hurt, was fifth. And then it was Jalen Milrow of Alabama, Ollie Gordon the second of uh, Oklahoma He's the State. Running back, right? Yeah. He is a nice little runner. Uh, Cody Schrader from uh, Missouri picked that guy out of the lineup. Uh, Blake Corum from Michigan, and then JJ McCarthy of Michigan. So the Heisman winner from the year before. Who and I'll even go by what Fourier told us earlier in the hour. Somebody there that you know has a football mind is like, oh well, this guy might be able to be the greatest that ever do it. That's his ceiling. He wins the Heisman last year and doesn't even get a vote this year. Mm. And he's what, still the consensus number one overall pick. What a drop off! Although I really do start to wonder about that. If people start to dig in on, because here's the thing that I know about these two guys from a personality standpoint. Drake May has kind of been bred for this moment. If you know anything about his family, about his dad, this this is almost the kind of culmination of the way he was raised and brought up. And it wasn't like Marv Marinovich, Todd Marinovich. I was going to say, like, I don't love that. No, yeah. <laughs> I don't love the whole. Father. This isn't. No, this isn't <laughs> like Drake has never had a Twinkie until he's gone <laughs> yeah. to college or anything like that. Right. This is much more of like a concerted effort. The family's a part of it. The old man is is with it. He knows what he's doing. And you his know, brother, his brother played uh, basketball at UNC as well. Bingo. There yep. you go. Like they. And then you have Caleb Williams, who at one point this year when they were undefeated was talking about wanting a stake of ownership in whichever NFL team that drafted him, and then he got to the point where he wasn't even answering questions in press conferences after games. Yeah. So I do wonder when people dig in how much of Drake May's background will be, oh, you're perfect because the owners will see this polished product Whereas with Caleb Williams, there's going to be a lot of wild sort there's of opinions an, on it. There's an interesting subset of athletes actually in that North Carolina area you talk about. So I I did a uh, I did I wrote a feature on Will Greer earlier oh, yeah. this season, and I spoke with his dad, Will mm-hmm. Greer's father, and Sam Howell, uh, Will Greer, and then uh, Drake May. They're all from the same like area in Charlotte, and they mentioned the they May backed up Howell, didn't they? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, he did. Carolina, he he yeah. backed him up, and yeah. so like that—that that sort of subset of that area and like the Charlotte area, a couple good athletes coming out of there. And you're right. I mean, not that they groom them like Marinovich, but they care about football down there. And those, you know, that kind of, I guess those three families sort of like run that area yeah. as far as athletics go. The Greers, the Mays, and the Howells. It's so really it's pretty weird. interesting. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah. But I, I, I do look too as far as like as a prospect and. Uh, Drake May, he kind of reminds me of, I don't want to say completely Mac Jones, but he's sort of, and he's more of an athlete than Mac, but he's still sort of a standstill quarterback pocket passer who needs a lot of help around him. He he had that uh, receiver there at North Carolina. I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but I, I, st- I think I want 
kind of a more of an athlete of the position for the Patriots when it's all said and done. Well, that gets us to sort of the roads that the Patriots have in front of them here for the next couple of weeks. We know that Bill Belichick's going to try to win games, but then there is the, what if you keep Bill? What if you don't keep Bill? How do you then do the roster? What do you then sell out for? Does Robert Kraft have ideas? Is Jonathan Kraft the one that's going to call all the shots? All the options in front of the Patriots we will get through next on WEEI Football Sunday.